stash houses just hours from the U.S. border. We've identified a couple stash houses here in San Antonio with usually three to four people. Uh, they've held them at gunpoint. Uh, they've tied them up. They're instructed uh, to remain in the room, not to turn the lights on. Uh, otherwise, uh, they would be either beaten up or, or, or killed. An immigrant tells us how he was kidnapped. And the money traffickers were trying to extort from the families to save their lives. All along, these immigrants believe that these people are trying to help them. They're going to be there to help them up when, in fact, what they're doing is they're picking them up and taking them to these stash houses uh, and extorting their family members for, for lots of money. And the nonprofit agency trying to help disband trafficking rings and what Homeland Security has to say to neighbors all over the U.S. about see something, say something. I'm Jamie Virgen with Sinclair Broadcasting in San Antonio, Texas, for this edition of Immigration Crisis, the fight for the southern border. Dash houses just two and a half hours away from the border. A problem, as we are told, everyone in the United States should worry about, especially when Homeland Security investigations say it's putting money back in the hands of cartels in Mexico to buy more weapons and continue sending drugs north to the United States. We spoke to retired FBI agent Abel Peña, who now heads the nonprofit he created, Project Absentees, in length about the investigation. Thousands lined up by the river in El Paso. Hundreds crossing in desolate areas in the middle of the night in Eagle Pass. But this is the other way some are coming in, under the radar, and it's advertised on Facebook. We've identified as uh, that there is a, a service that's being advertised on Facebook, uh, a service like a transportation service that uh, uh, immigrants can make contact with and, and uh, get them to uh, transport them to really anywhere in the United States. The water. Their illegal entry is not easy. They dodge Border Patrol agents and authorities in the brush. And in the case of one young man, whom we will call Joaquin to protect his identity, paying these underground rides can mean being kidnapped and tortured until their families pay more money. When I saw those people who came in the car, I had a little fear, if they were very good people, but I didn't know what was going on later. Joaquin was picked up in Eagle Pass just past the checkpoint. The men who picked him up took him to a stash house right here in Bear County. Once there, they tried to extort Joaquin's family for $4,000. Abel Peña is a retired FBI agent who heads Project Absentees, a nonprofit which helps find missing people. We've identified uh, a couple stash houses here in San Antonio uh, where they've taken them. Uh, they've held them at gunpoint. Uh, they've tied them up, uh, placed them in a room by them, uh, with usually three to four people. Uh, where they're instructed uh, to remain in the room, not to turn the lights on. Uh, otherwise, uh, they would be either beaten up 
or, or, or killed. Joaquin tells us these men treat immigrants like they're a box of shoes that can be sold off to the next coyote. Peña has been investigating these stash houses for months. He says everyone in San Antonio should be concerned about what is going on inside. You've got to believe that the cartel is probably involved in some form or fashion, yes. Yeah, because you can't really move anything without their approval. Correct. We spoke to Homeland Security Investigations, who's in charge of tracking down transnational organizations and their ties to the U.S. smuggling rings about the other dangers the dirty money brings along with it. The funds that they collect via human smuggling activities are used to further the drug trade. They're used to further the uh, smuggling of weapons back to Mexico. Um, so it is an overall public safety issue that we should be concerned with. And the job of HSI agents is so important that according to San Antonio Congressman Henry Cuellar, this is why more funding is needed for them. As I have for the last a uh, couple of years have added more money for the investigation part of Homeland uh, to make sure they do that, that, uh, that they can go after this criminal organizations. But the biggest help for HSI is the public reporting suspicious activity. Joaquin says he's lucky to have escaped, but he knows others are not as lucky, and that is why he's willing to share his story. Tell me about how this is on Facebook, the taxis, how does that work? So uh, we've identified as uh, that there is a, a service that's being advertised on Facebook, uh, a service like a transportation service that uh, uh, immigrants can make contact with and, and uh, get them to uh, transport them to really anywhere in the United States. And what makes this really compelling is that you have these companies that are kind of uh, operating like underground, uh, so to speak, uh, where they're uh, the only uh, clients that they have are these immigrants that are seeking uh, different ways to uh, to travel within the United States. Again, it's it's like an underground uh, railroad, so to speak, because they're able to go anywhere. Now, the other thing too is that they're charging just just enormous amounts of money. Uh, in one case, uh, we had a victim here in San Antonio uh, that was charged. Uh, just initially $1,500. Uh, they transported them to Houston. Uh, and while he was in Houston, uh, he was kind of like um, taken to different uh, stash house houses in Houston. He was there for at least a week, uh, uh, five to seven days. Uh, he, he bounced around from different stash houses. And it was during that time that um, the family uh, was being uh, further uh, victimized by uh, them calling them to try to get to extort them for more money uh, before they would uh, eventually take uh, this victim uh, to his final destination, which was on the East Coast. So they're crossing them illegally Correct. from Piedras through Eagle Pass and all the way to Houston. Yeah, th that's just one uh, one border town that they're 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 utilizing. Uh, we've we've developed some information that uh, through uh, Eagle Pass that uh, they're picking them up in Eagle Pass transporting them to uh, what we call stash houses uh, in San Antonio and Houston and different parts of the, uh, the state. Uh, in this case, since we're in San Antonio, we've identified uh, a couple stash houses here in San Antonio uh, where they've taken them. Uh, they've held them at gunpoint. Uh, they've tied them up. 
uh, place them in a room by them uh, with usually three to four people uh, where they're instructed uh, to remain in the room, not to turn the lights on. Uh, otherwise, uh, they would be either beaten up or, or, or killed. And then those family members uh, of the victims are contacted by uh, these human traffickers to extort uh, for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay, so that's one part, and that's out advertised on Facebook. The, so it's kind of like an Uber. The, the transportation services are advertised on Facebook, correct. Okay, and then what's the other part of it? So the other part is more uh, where we have a human trafficker, a coyote, a coyote so to speak. Uh, and that is, um, there's connections made. Uh, we, we've identified uh, more or less uh, one of the um, human traffickers, um, at least the, the, the El Jefe, the boss, uh, and he's in charge of a group of uh, individuals that pick up uh, these, these uh, immigrants that are coming into the country, uh, and they, they, they meet them uh, at a, pre, uh, um, a predetermined location uh, in Eagle Pass. They pick them up and they transport them to, uh, in this case, to San Antonio. How are they moving them? And then we were recently out in Valverde. The sheriff was showing us the farm to market roads that people walk up to. And then when they come out at the other end, nine miles away, whatever, that's where the cars are coming and picking them up. Absolutely correct. Now, in, in this case, in Eagle Pass, they're instructing uh, the immigrants to, to board a train. Uh, there's a, a train that runs through there. They hop on a train and, and prior to the, uh, the checkpoint, they're, they're told to jump off. They jump off the train, and that's where you have uh, the vehicles waiting to pick them up, and then they transport them uh, out of that area to, to different stash houses. And all along, these immigrants believe that these people are trying to help them. They're gonna be there to help them up, when in fact, what they're doing is they're picking them up and taking them to these stash houses. Uh, again, holding them at gunpoint, beating, beating them up, uh, and extorting their family members for, for um, the victim that you have, the victim that we're going to talk to, what's his status now? His status is uh, he's, he's in a safe place. Uh, we, uh, we, we've, uh, we've talked to him a number of times. Uh, he is hopeful that uh, um, his efforts uh, by coming forward will, um, it will, will involve uh, hopefully arrests uh, to take some of these people off the streets. How bad was it for him? It was very bad. Uh, he was fortunate enough to have escaped. Uh, he, he found an opportunity uh, when he was uh, outside uh, getting ready to be transported to a, another stash house, we believe in Austin. Uh, he found that opportunity. He uh, said he found, uh, he saw a crevice uh, in the fence. Uh, he saw his phone um, in, in the possession of one of the um, traffickers. Uh, he grabbed the phone and just uh, just took off running. He's um, he's quick, and the traffickers uh, gave chase, and uh, he eventually um, uh, uh, was uh, elusive enough to have hidden uh, from these guys, and they never, they never found him. Okay, and the money that they're making doesn't stay here in the United States, right? A lot of the money, uh, with uh, specifically with his transport service, uh, a lot of the money uh, is being uh, either sent through Telegram. Uh, into um, uh, parts of Mexico. So the money that uh, is being generated is, is going back to Mexico through this illegal transportation service. More than likely, do you think it's going back to the cartels? 
Um, you've got to believe that the cartel is probably involved in some form or fashion, yes. Yeah, because you can't really move anything without their approval. Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, anything else? Um, what would you say to neighbors that I'll, may be iffy about a location near where they live? What are the signs to look for? Well, what, what I would uh, encourage anybody, uh, th a stash house is not just a, uh, is, is not just exclusive to one part of town. Uh, stash houses, human stash houses can be in your neighborhood. So just be on the lookout for uh, a lot of uh, activity, especially at night. Uh, be on the lookout for just something that doesn't look right. And if it doesn't look right, you know, call authorities, uh, contact the police, um, and, and just let somebody know that uh, you know, there, there's activity going on. It, it may not even be human trafficking, but it could be some other illegal activity. But just be vigilant and, and just be a good citizen and, and be on the lookout for, for things like that. This is horrible what's going on with these uh, immigrants and people are out there just exploiting them like this. It's, it's just horrific. Human smuggling by transnational organizations is part of the bread and butter for the Homeland Security Investigations teams. Special Agent Joseph Tijerina has been with Homeland Security Investigations for more than a decade. He is quick to remind us in our unedited part of the interview that at the end of the day, they can have all of the technology available to them, but without the public's help, the job of Homeland Security is a lot more difficult. So how long have you been an agent? <laughs> oh, going on 14 years now. Oh my God, okay. Yeah. Where were you before San Antonio? So I started in Harlingen, Texas, oh, uh, where I was investigating weapons trafficking and human smuggling. Okay. Uh, I went to DC for a portion of time and worked at headquarters, and then I came to San Antonio in 2018. So you're used to seeing stash houses and all that other stuff. Yes, I've worked stash houses quite a bit. What's the worst one that you've ever seen? Ooh. Well, it, we're talking about circumstances here. So the worst one I've ever seen, we went to a trailer park um, and there was approximately 75 people in there. Um, and we did our best to extract everybody safely. However, there was one person who was so afraid of getting caught, he climbed into the attic. Um, and by the time we found him, he was just in really bad shape. We had to take him out, throw him in a tub, cool him off. Uh, had we left that stash house, before we found him, he would have certainly passed away. Because he, he, he couldn't get himself out of the roof at that point. We had to drag him out of there. And it was hot? It was... Uh, Texas heat. South Texas summer. Oh my God. So with 75 people, and were there any neighbors? And then how did you guys find out about it? Was it an investigation? Or did the neighbors see something odd? So down in South Texas, Harlan Gym, where I was working, we worked closely with Border Patrol. So often we shared intel um, and we were able to come up with locations that were probable for human smuggling activity. Uh, this one happened to be, it was a trailer park, but, but these, it wasn't one where we have lots right next to each other. It was, you know, approximately a half acre property, one single home, single wide. Um, so open area, not a lot of that neighbors may see unless they're being nosy. Wow. Do they have like the windows covered with tinfoil? That one, every time I go to one, it's like there's tinfoil. So out there, they don't have to. They don't, they don't have to because I mean, there, there, there's so much area out there that I mean, again, unless you're, you're one of those neighbors who, who's looking for it on one acre, half acre properties, 
you're, you're not going to take much notice to what's happening in a single wide trailer. So how often do you see that while they're stashed up in that trailer or whatever, it's not just because they're waiting to move them, but they're trying to extort more money out of the families? Yeah, certainly. So we see that quite a bit where, um, you know, the endeavor is not complete until you've paid your obligation in terms of monetary, um, in, in terms of money. So uh, we see that quite a bit where families enter into an agreement with a criminal organization. Um, and oftentimes, if, if you don't complete your obligations, you're going to be held uh, and you, you don't have very many avenues to um, get yourself released other than paying what you're being asked to pay. How much? Uh, so the smuggling fees differ for um, where you're coming from. Someone from Mexico may pay anywhere from 6000 to $8,000. Someone from uh, Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, you may see twelve to $16,000. And, you know, we see people that travel here from the Middle East who are paying upwards of thirty to forty grand. Wow. So if you've paid that much, they assume that you can probably get, they can squeeze more money out of your family. Um, certainly. Certainly if, if a criminal organization knows that you've got family waiting on you, um, they may take it more likely that you're going to pay some extra money to, to get released to them, or they will pay more extra money to have you released. Um, I'm like, which part of it? I mean, all of it is illegal, but the part where they're extorting and they're holding people, I mean, isn't that kidnapping at that point? So we are seeing that a lot more, uh, and we are working with our U.S. attorneys uh, to exploit that kind of um, criminal charge on a federal level. Um, we do consider it kidnapping, and it is certainly um, illegal for someone to extort the family for, for monetary gain. Is there a difference, is there an enhancer if the person being held is a minor? Uh, there are several enhancements uh, when it comes. What happens to the victim? I mean, they're already scared as it is coming into the country, you know, and they're coming in illegally. So for a victim to come forward, if somebody's watching this, let's say for example, and they know someone who's been a victim, you know, they've been crossed and then they were held against their will longer. Can they come forward and talk to you guys? What happens to them if they come forward? So there are certainly um, benefits that could be acquired from providing information that assists in a criminal investigation. Um, those benefits may come in the form of a visa. Um, however, those benefits are taken on a case-by-case -case basis um, pending the outcome of any investigation that may be brought forward. Why should anybody care? Well, there's several reasons you should care. Um, primarily for me, each one of these persons is a human being. Um, they all have families, um, loved ones who care for them. Um, but secondly, we've seen these human smuggling organizations transform in transnational criminal organizations. Um, their only endeavor is not to smuggle persons into the United States. Uh, the Funds that they collect via human smuggling activities are used to further the drug trade. They're used to further the uh, smuggling of weapons 
back to Mexico. Um, so it is an overall public safety issue that we should be concerned with, and that's, that's why we should um, care for the smuggling of persons. So how often do you see this in San Antonio? Because you're telling me you came from the valley, you're right there, but we're, we're two and a half hours away. Is it still happening in San Antonio? How hard was it for you? Like you're going into that house and you're finding 70 people. How hard is it for you as an agent to walk in there and not know if people are gonna be alive or dead and to try and find the bad guys? So that's an everyday for someone who's working as a special agent with Homeland Security Investigations. Um, our task is to ensure the safety of you know, the public around us, uh, people who are being exploited um, for a number of reasons. Uh, one of those reasons being uh, wanting to get to our country um, and live a better life. So um, we know that it is not often a safe environment. Uh, we know the people that run uh, stash houses are often felons and they can abuse both mentally and physically people who are are in stash houses and that includes sexual abuse. Um, so it weighs on a special agent uh, when they're you know, running an investigation and they know the investigation that they're running can make a difference for someone. You can call Homeland Security Investigations anonymously to their program called See Something, Say Something by using the tip line. The number is one 866 DHS 2 ICE. That number is 1 866 347 2423. Now, if you'd rather get help from the National Human Trafficking Hotline, you can call 1 888 373 7888 or text HELP or INFO to BE FREE. That number is 233 733 and then you text HELP. From San Antonio, Texas, this was another edition of Immigration Crisis, The Fight for the Southern Border. I'm Jamie Virgen. Until next time.